0: Are any of those five contestants in the new photography reality show really top photographers? Let's talk about it in episode 85 of the Book Life podcast. Hey there, welcome to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. This is your weekly photography lifestyle podcast, and we're building a lifestyle around creating great pictures, building an audience, and making an impact. And for many of us, that means how we sell them, how we sell our pictures, share our pictures, and show our pictures. I'm your host, Linford Morton, but of course, you can call me Lynn. and in this episode, I have a review of the new reality show based on photographers. See, photographers have officially arrived. We've joined cops, lawyers, doctors, nurses as professionals who see themselves on the big screen. With Top Photographer, we have our own glitzy reality TV show, even if it isn't technically on TV. And so I thought it'd be cool just to take a look at that show and and dissect it a bit. I've watched it several times and to see what we could learn about it, not just entertainment value, but, you know, what does this mean for us as photographers? And that's what we'll talk about today. As a matter of fact, let's get right into the episode right now. So Adorama teamed up with photographer Nigel Barker to host a five-episode reality competition series on Adorama TV. Now, if you aren't familiar with Adorama, it is one of the big camera retailers in New York City. And Adorama TV is usually where they share their video content. You can usually find it on YouTube. Well, for the Adorama TV show, five finalists are now competing in a series of photography challenges to become what's called their top photographer. The show is broadcast on Adorama TV, and the camera retailer's YouTube channel is where you can find the episodes as they are released in November of 2016. So, what do the contestants win other than internet fame? Well, apparently, there are. Prizes valued at $50,000. Canon is a sponsor of the series. And, of course, they use it to showcase their gear during the competition. And they provide the grand prize, which is part of their gear. So five contestants are on the show, and they are competing. And the host says they are testing not just their technical ability as photographers, but also their eye. Now, the judge, Nigel Barker, who's also the host of the show, you might know him from his 17 seasons as a photographer and a judge on America's Next Top Model and on Oxygen, Net- Oxygen Network's modeling competition series, The Face. And it looks like he's going to have guest judges for each episode on episode one which is the the only one that is available as of this recording two judges helped him david bergman was the first one and david is a canon explorer of light and he's a new york based music portrait and sports photographer he's been bon jovi's official tour photographer since 2010 documenting the band on stage um, lots of other stores. He has 13 Sports Illustrated covers to his credit, including one of my favorite: the cover of New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees raising his son over his head after winning Super Bowl 44. Hey, that one's been on my wall already, Dave. Now, the other guest judge who came in near the end of the episode was Ben Lyons, and Ben is a television, radio, online host, uh, and producer from New York City. He covers pop culture and sports based in Los Angeles. He's a special correspondent on Extra and a regular contributor for ESPN LA Radio. And he was just named chief content officer for Derek Jeter's Players Tribune publication. So those are the judges and their hosts and the, the TV personalities who are going to be um, helping to decide who the next top photographer will be. So what do they win? They win $50,000 worth of prizes. Uh, that includes a Canon 1DX, a Canon 70-200, 2.8, Canon 24 to 2.8, 50mm, 1.2, 16-35, 2.8, and on and on and on. A bunch of other canon stuff. So in the first episode, the first challenge was, they said, was specifically designed to expose your technical weaknesses and strengths using action photography. So the photographers had 30 minutes to create an action shot of Miles Charlie Watson, who is a fencer on the U.S. Olympic teams. A team, and uh, he had just come back from Rio, and they were set up in this studio where they were supposed to um, do each of their shots. So, uh, David challenged them to capture the essence of his athleticism his personality, and to see how you capture it both technically and creatively. So now there's this big old table full of all this gear. It looks like you've died and gone to camera gear heaven. And the the photographers could then choose between a Canon 1DX Mark II or the 5D Mark IV. I know, right? So they could also use accessories from Canon Professional Services and lighting from Profoto. And then they had access to Nigel Barker's uh, f- personal first assistant. So you've got this, this you know long table full of gear, and before each shoot, they just get to go and pick out the one they want to shoot with. I'm thinking you've already won the prize at that point but but that's what they did and so when when they picked their camera, there was a number on it, and the number corresponded to the order in which they were going to shoot and so they got the number and then the the talent came in the, the fencer and they were they started the timer and now you have 30 minutes to photograph uh this fencer and create a shot so up first of the five contestants so was a guy named andrew and if you go to the if you go to the uh my show notes you will see links to their mini bios so you can learn a little bit more about them i won't spend time going going into any more detail on who they are but that's where you can find it so andrew started with andrew chose the canon 1dx and you know he went about shooting and (laughs) he he was funny because he just started shooting and he shot quickly and uh, then said i'm done and he was the He was the one who went out, didn't even talk to the client, just, you know, just start, you know, looked at his camera, started shooting and said, I think I got it. And Nigel, the host, who's standing there watching as they're shooting, said, you've got 15 more minutes. If you think you're done, that's great. But you still have 15 more minutes and you can shoot until it's over. And so with that little gentle nudge he went and continued shooting and at that point he began to have a little more rapport with um with um with the talent so so that was kind of funny to see how he just you know he went in and he was focused and he knew what he wanted to get, and he just you know thought he knocked it out quickly and 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 uh without even really talking to miles much after the nudge he began talking more with miles, who was the talent the fencer, and uh started to have a little bit more rapport with him and it's clear that that they're starting to really pick on this in terms of the way they tell the story how they interacted with uh, the talent a guy named Chris followed he he also chose the 1DX and uh... It's cool because you know, he started talking with uh, the talent right away, and there's a scene where he, he asks him, "Hey, do you have a special lady friend?" And Miles sort of, you know, laughs, sort of laugh slash blushes. I'm not sure, and uh, they have the reaction shot of the two judges. You're like, "Yeah, yeah, the good move, good move," you know, nodding up and down. That one really looked staged to me, but it was, but they were clearly trying to show us that they thought that was a good thing. And it kind of was. Um, And then after that, so then he, you know, he started doing his thing. Chris did. Um, And I, what I liked about it is he wanted, to, he ended up doing this portrait, but, and he wanted to stage him in some way. And it was, so then he stopped and asked, would it be out of character if you held the bow like this? and uh, miles was like no not at all and i I thought that was cool too because more so than asking him if he had a lady friend asking him about what he's there to shoot is also a good thing too and to make sure that you got the shot in its proper context a lot of times you you can go in as a photographer with this great idea of what you might think would look good but it's not anything close to realistic and uh You just make your subject uh, look, look, look a little silly sometimes. So it's always good to ask those kinds of questions. I thought that was cool. So anyway, he went on and he did his thing. And then next they brought in a guy named Scott, again, chose the 1DX. And he came in with some specific ideas about what he wanted. And he was so busy trying to set them up. They said he didn't even shoot for the first 15 minutes of his 30 minutes and then he started by having him do some lunges from side to side and then he complained that they were looking flat which if you start and you have the action going right across you in front of a what's essentially a wall because that's where the backdrop is then yeah in most cases it will look flat because the cameras makes everything 2d and you've made everything flat so he, I'm thinking you should have known that, but you know, I'm I'm glad he picked it up, and so then he could make some adjustments. So, so there is Scott. He, he, um, David, while he was shooting, went over and sort of looked at the back of his camera and said, "Hey, that looks like a pretty picture." And then he came back and whispered that it was about two stops underexposed. Um. <laughs> So they continued with that one. And then Roxy was next. She chose the 5D Mark IV and started by making a point of asking him about himself. And it, it, it was in a way where it was really, you know, you've, it, I just felt like she, she was coached by by the producer. She says, I'm going to ask you about yourself now, which is kind of odd because most of us would just, ask him about himself we wouldn't announce that we were about to ask about himself but anyway not me being snarky or anything but she started and she started chatting and they they, they quickly um, built a rapport you could tell and uh, she was joking around and shooting and they looked like they had they had fun right and then last Jemiah. He also had a 5D Mark IV and he was, you know, this is the, he normally did beauty photography and he was doing this thing. He was getting really low angles. He's like sitting on the ground and leaning way back and getting these shots. And it was, and, and, uh, you know, you, you could see them all going for different angles. So it was interesting, you know, th- that he, he chose that one and, he was shooting and looking at the back of his camera after each shot and and Nigel walked over and and sort of put his hand in the shoulder and says, "You need to trust yourself. you keep looking at the back of the camera after every shot. just shoot and which is such such good advice it's I think in one of in one of the my my earlier posts, I think the ten things you can do to get better that was one of the things we talked about you know once you have your exposure set." There's no need to keep looking at the camera after every, after every shot. Sometimes you just want to keep shooting through the action and make, get as much as you can. And then later on, go back and look because every time you stop and look, you're missing, you're missing what might be a follow through or reaction to what just happened. And you miss a lot of good stuff by just stopping to look at the back of the camera after every shot. So that was cool. Um, so anyway, that's, um, you know so they all did finish their shot their their thirty minute shoots, and then I guess there was a part of the requirement was that they deliver a raw file out of camera without any editing. But there was a scene where Nigel sits with them and goes through their images. I guess more is it's more of a him reviewing the images with photographers and seeing which one they select as their final photo. We didn't see much of that, and uh, I thought that might have been interesting to see as well. Perhaps they need to have Adobe sponsored, too, so we can actually see what the software looks like. But I would have liked to have seen, for instance, the final three they were choosing from and known why they chose the one they chose. You know, it, it might be interesting to hear the thought pattern for uh, on how they edit and how they how they go from five to three to one to this is the best one. I, th- you know, as photographers, I think that's interesting too, but they didn't show it was more like a montage of just seeing, you know, quick scenes of all of them there, but, and talking without really seeing what was happening on the screen. So I would have liked to have seen, seen some more of the editing and um, evaluation of the photographs they've taken. Now some some other um, thoughts. Now, w- once they chose, they went to the set where now they're going to show the one shot they chose, and uh, Nigel is there, and the other two judges are there on this balcony looking down at them, and then they you know the pull they pull the image up, and it's interesting. Um, of the two judges, David would give more of a technical feet more technical feedback to the photographer and then the the other judge ben he gave feedback on what he thought the story of the shot was i thought that was sort of an interesting balance between the two uh, one says you know th- this was and he, you know, he talked about whether it's dark or bright or where the action was or what. And then the other guy would say, "Yeah, I feel about," the, and you know, this is a, this is more talking about. And he, you could tell he was clearly bringing the story to the shot, which was, I think, really interesting. Um, it was interesting watching the photographers react, and. Uh, well, I thought what well, what you what you what you might get if if I went out and got five random photographers and gazed in the scene, the personalities that you start emerging seemed like any five random photographers I might have chosen. There's going to be the one who's really into the gear and not paying attention to the subject. There's going to be the one who's who's really I got this down and in and in, in really fastidious about everything, yet can't get the lighting right and then they're the ones who are just more social and shoot and have fun and have and then and then you know there are others who come with very creative compositionally ideas and so you had a really good wide range so i don't know how he selected these five he did talk about selecting them um or what he liked about each one in the intro but you know beyond that there's no okay how did they wade through all these photographers and what is what specifically were they looking for because they were very the photographers were very had very different backgrounds and one even went as far as to go why am i here why'd you all even pick me like he didn't even know why he made it so um i would i would like to know too for that matter so anyway it looks so that they have but they have a good range of photographers and personalities and that should serve the show and the storytelling well as they continue so that's kind of cool and it looks like when you look at the images, they created an interesting range of photos. Now, uh, since this is a photography show for photographers, I one of my suggestions, one of, the, one of the things I would have liked to have seen is somewhere where they set up a site where we can go. After the episode and see the actual photos they shot, you know, you could easily have, you know, here is Jamiya's, uh page and the last of the three pictures he submitted. So we can see them bigger on our screen to really look at them and see what what they were looking at. Uh, XF data would be even better because, uh you know, we love to poke around at that kind of stuff. I thought that would that would have been a, a good touch um for photographers. Um, and I think then the lighting. Since this is good, you know, they were in a studio. The lighting geeks would want to see maybe how they set up their lights. You know, there's one who had a really beautiful um effect, lighting effect on the sort of the shot he took, and it would be great to see how he set that up and how he got that. I um I think a lot of photographers uh, would have been interested in that. Um, I know. Canon is sponsoring this, but I thought it was odd. And if if I was in a contest where I had 30 minutes to produce a solid photograph on which I was going to be judged and possibly win something, I would want to shoot that with my own camera. And I know a 5D Mark IV and a 1DX are just phenomenal cameras, but the time to learn them is not when you're on deadline. And I think any... Any photographer would tell you that if you've got 30 minutes to shoot something, you better shoot it on a camera, you know, because you don't have time to stop and go, where, where is this in the menu? Where's that in the menu? I want to be I want my camera in my hand because I, I know I can find things without having to think about it and I can work so much more efficiently. I don't know how you do that with Canon as a sponsor, Naturally, they're going to want to promote their gear, and of course, that's the way to do it—have people shoot with the uh, with their gear. But uh, on a thirty-minute deadline, that that seemed a bit odd to me, if not almost unfair. Um, I agreed with, when I when so they announced the one the one who won. I'm not going to say it here, and uh, and then the one who who had to leave because that person didn't um um deliver and then somebody has to go home and i agreed with the winner it it, it, and for a couple reasons one it was clear that it was not only a real a great shot there were at least two of them i thought would be worthy of winning And I liked the one they picked, and they didn't really get into it a lot, but I think one of the things I liked about it it was, it was that it was not just technically a good shot, but it also answered the mail in terms of the assignment. The assignment was to get a shot that showed off. Um, his personality and a little bit of who he is and really showcased his energy and all that. And the photograph that won did that in a, in a fun and playful way, which is, you know, his personality was fun and playful. It seemed. And uh, the photographer captured that as well as a, a great photo, um, a great technical photo. So I thought that was a good, um, choice. I, I disagreed with the person they sent home. And because they said that this this uh, challenge, this first challenge was really designed to help you help expose their their technical strengths and weaknesses. And I think that one of them who had a really obvious weakness, it was exposed and I was almost sure this person was going to go home haven't been exposed as, as not being able to really do one of the basics of photography, which is lighting and exposure. But that person made it through. And I, I I'm not even sure how that happens that you have somebody who can be that far off and still not, and still win as somebody who turns in uh, a technically, you know, a shot that's acceptable technically and did not make it. So I thought that was odd. I I, I think they sent the wrong person home. Um, and then that leads me to the other question. Who is this for? This show, I mean, I, I want to, you know, the, 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 marketing PR guy in me steps back and goes, who are they aiming this at? Who do they want to see watch this show? And of course, because it's done by a, a camera retailer and uh, a camera manufacturer, the obvious answer is naturally photographers. It looks like it's something to get photographers excited because then you go to their site and there is a Canon package that you can buy from Adorama. Um, and there are two of them, actually. So, okay, great. You're They're getting us excited about gear so that they can sell gear. Awesome. That makes sense to me. But I think that this can be also interesting to a, a broader audience, more than just photographers and gearheads. I think this is this is a good a tool. It can be a good tool to educate the larger audience. As you know now, the barrier to entry to be a photographer or to say you're a photographer is so low that there's so many people out there going, how hard can it be? I'm a photographer and I'm going to start shooting weddings tomorrow by the way, what does this button do? And it it might be good for people to see that there really is a lot if you want, if you do this right, to be a professional photographer. I think it might even help professional photographers justify their rates more if other people could look on and go, Wow, these people have a lot to contend with. And so while while the the primary audience is photographers, um I and and this is going to be broadcast from Adorama TV's website, I would love to see something like this actually make it to broadcast TV so that the audience could go a little wider than just photographers because I think it would be helpful to us in the industry um overall. So that's my thought about that overall the show was was entertaining and you know it it was what i expected it's in the same vein as any other of the of these similar kinds of reality shows if you've seen a mark burnett show then it's similar to 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 one of those you know it's it's very high production value it's worthy of broadcast tv so, you know, the contestants all live together. They compete on a project. There's sort of like a boardroom-ish scene where they evaluate each person's work. Somebody gets voted off the island. We crown an American idol or, or maybe they get the, the, they get the, the investment from one of the sharks. I don't know how you want to interpret it, but if you look at all these kinds of shows, there's just, there's snippets of all these elements, um, in a top photographer. And so, I think it's a tried and true format and genre. And what really makes a lot of these other shows work is not necessarily the competition, but the personalities that start to evolve over time. If you watch a whole season of American Idol, you feel like you know these contestants well, because we got a chance to through the storytelling as it evolves over the course of a season got to really know them well. And that's one of the things I'm really, I'm going to be curious to see if they can do that with only five contestants. I don't know how many episodes they have planned, but if the first one is any indication and and they vote one off per episode, that's just five episodes or five weeks. And I don't know how much of, you know, how much of, of a bond they can help us creates with these contestants but the more we get to see who they are and what motivates them and get a little backstory on them and what they do i think the the more successful it'll be and the more we'll get hooked into the episode and and since it is a web episode i I, you know i'd hope that they can maybe peel off maybe just some mini episodes where we go home with for instance each of the photographers and learn more about how they learn photography and what they shoot and Mm And we got to just you know a two minute bio on them, but I'd like to see them explore that a little more, just so that we can get to know them better and uh, and you know, find the person that that we 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 want to root for and who we with whom we connect. So that's another thing I, I would love. Overall, I think this is very interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to the next episode. It it was a fun watch. Um, about 30 minutes ish, I believe. And, but again, they could easily expand this to an hour and, and put some more meat in it. And, you know, I'd be okay with that. They, they, they're probably keeping it short just to see if it works first, first before they, you know, pour any more money into the ex, to, into the exercise. I get that part, but I think that they're onto something really, really cool here. And I'd love to see them do more with it. So America's. Um, Americas. It's just called Top Photographer. It's on Adorama TV. So go to Adorama TV forward slash Top Photographer, and you will find you'd find the the shows page with the latest episode, and you can check it out. I also have embedded episode one on the show notes page for this episode, episode eighty five, so that you can also um, go there to. Check it out if you want. All right. So I hope that was helpful for you. I hope you check you see it. If you watch the show, I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. What did you think? What did you like about it? What would you have loved to seen more of or less of? Did you agree with who they selected as the winner and the loser? Tell me some more about your thoughts. Give me your own mini review. You can, put that in, you can put them in the comments, or if you catch this in the, the Facebook group or somewhere online, drop me comments there. Love to hear from you. All right? <laughs> That's it for another episode of the Shutterbug Life Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what we did here, I'm going to invite you to do a couple things. One, share it with a friend. Send this podcast episode to someone who you think might be interested in learning more about photography and sharing this experience and this journey with us. And then the other thing is, if you're new to us, then uh, please make sure that you go to shutabuglife.com forward slash subscribe and uh Join the community. What I'll do is, well, at least once a week, I'll send an email when I have a new episode or any new content of any kind so that if you love this kind of stuff that we're sharing here, you don't miss any of it. If you are just starting out, you might want to download my free ebook and audiobook, the 10 step, the 12 mistakes you might be making with your photography and see how you stack up against the dirty dozen that's at 12photomistakes.com. All right. That's it. Um, thank you again. I'm so glad that you are you know coming along in this podcast to journey with me. If you happen to be in New York City or Washington, D.C., come on out and join our meetup group. We are just a group of friendly photographers and you love shooting with us. We shoot and share. Um, uh, a few times a month in both locations. And if you are in learning mode, then I also teach photography workshops and um, you would love to have you come on out and learn with me. All right, that's it for now. Thank you again for the third time because I mean it this time, right? I mean it all the times, but I, cause I'm really glad that you're here. So that's it for this. And for this episode, I'll be back again next week with another of our episodes until then whatever you do and uh, wherever you go enjoy your sugar bug life take care